0: Welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. I'm your host, Michael Sykes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. Uh, actually, Mike's off this week. This is Dynasty Madman. You can find me at DFF underscore Madman. This is Jeremy, and I'm here with a guy who never misses a show, Shane Manila at DFF underscore Shane. Shane, what are we going to do tonight without Mike, on our own like this, without leashes? We're off the leash, man. We're unhooked, unchained.
1: It's basically like when you have pet monkeys and <laughs> you, you let them free out of the cage yeah, and they run around your house. Something like that, that yeah. That's, that's how I look at it, um, if I had pet monkeys. No, I got a feeling this episode is going to kind of be a lot like – it's going to be like a snippet into my brain um, where there's some like you know thoughts that don't get finished and um, – What's that? What's that? What do you call that when a sentence doesn't get finished? (laughs) It's truncated. It's truncated. It's truncated. It's going to be very like, oh, what's that over there? Oh, well, what's that over there? (laughs) Very much like that tonight.
0: Okay. Hey, I think that still sounds like a good show, man. I think two-thirds of the Dynasty Trades HQ is still a good deal.
1: That's like eight-ninths of most shows.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I'm with you. I agree.
1: Yeah, you know, math isn't really my strong suit. Here's a fun one, though. So I threw this out on uh, Twitter today, and I just, uh, I'd been thinking about it pretty much all morning because uh, okay. I was in a DM thread, and someone brought up the fact of like, oh, let's start up another fantasy league.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, there's no shortage of startups right now. Everybody's getting excited.
1: Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, just all day thinking, like, you know, it would be fun. Like, I'd love to be in a league with like 11 people. W- other people obviously and myself that would be 12 <laughs> right um where we all dislike each other oh shit i think that would be an interesting dynamic
0: maybe it would be a fun league though you know what i mean like yeah you
1: don't need to be friends but, with people in your league do you no and but general no god no and, like general dislike like, like a general like you know there's <laughs> like borderline do... hatred like some
0: douchey yeah. guy that like trolls you on twitter be in a league with him
1: yeah Oh, like someone you see on Twitter when they tweet something, you you immediately roll your eyes. Or cringe, like, um, ah, I knew this was coming. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's f***ing guy again. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Wow, so are you, is this something that's taken off or it was just, uh, you guys are just kind of spitballing it right now?
1: I yeah, just kind of spitballing it, thinking about. It. Oh no, no, that league's not going to start. The one people were joking about, but and neither I. I sincerely doubt this. I hate you. League is going to start.
0: <laughs> I hate um, you. Hey, I nominated you to be in this league with me. We're all picking people, and uh, because I hate you, and that's the theme of the league.
1: <laughs> like the problem with it is, like the people I'm thinking of have me mute it, and I have okay. them blocked, or vice versa. So, I don't even know how you would get word to one another. You know what I mean? Like,
0: uh, yeah, how would you communicate, passenger pigeon or what?
1: Yeah, basically, like you'd have to find a third party that would just
0: <laughs> a moderator.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, can you get word to uh, delete it, redact it name here? Um, <laughs> let him know right. that he's an asshole and I want to get in a league with him.
0: I like the idea. I think that would be hilarious to like find your worst enemies or, you know, people who just don't like you, whatever, just uh, contentious people and, uh, start a league and, um, with, with people that just dislike each other, a, a mutual dislike. I, I think you're onto something, man. Hey, you've had great I, ideas before that have taken off, right? Trash dynasty no. trade offers. Yeah. Everybody loves that.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's the, <laughs> that's
0: only the extent. Yeah, yeah no, I, I,
1: I've had no good ideas. No. Um, i think it would be interesting because it would kind of teach you what kind of owner you can be because it's easy to make trades with people you get along with yeah the trades that you do with people that you don't get along with you'd have to find a way to kind of work together um i hear that so yeah, it, maybe, maybe one day, you know, I can drink, maybe I can drink one day. I'll be in a league with 11 dudes where we all hate each other. Like, and I don't even want it like one sided. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Oh, I can't believe I, I, I didn't know you hate me. Like I want everyone knowing that they hate each other.
0: It'd be like a civil war league or something. Almost you could call it yeah. just uh, because everybody's, you know, fighting amongst themselves.
1: I like it. So, um, real quick, before we get into anything, we uh-huh. should talk about right, roto Yes. Um, they're going to bring up their news, but it, it's peak peak draft season for redraft leagues pretty soon. And uh, so what you want to do is ensure your players, because if they get hurt, then you're, you're screwed. So go on RoadAssurance.com and use our code, DynastyTradesHQ, all in caps, um, and you get 20% off. Yeah, and hey, the, the
0: policies too, man. There's, you know, in real insurance, chain, There's, you know, and and this has been a contentious issue for people too, and it, it controversial. It's been it's been bad, but there's really no, um, you know, pre-existing conditions with this. So you could go into buying a policy for Dalvin Cook, who seemingly gets hurt, hurt every year. Tyler Eifert, you know, players that you're buying paying for that are going to be injured and likely to miss eight or nine games or whatever. Uh, get that policy, and then, and, and then get money back. So it, it really can pay off if you use it wisely, if you purchase it for players that, you know, it makes sense to do so. Uh, in fact, you could buy it for the healthiest NFL player that you pay the most for on your roster uh, in the chance that they get hurt and get your money back. But for those guys that always get banged up, Will Fuller, Dalvin Cook, Tyler Eifert, on and on. I, I think it's a smart thing to do. I am actually buying a policy this year just to try it out. I want to see how it works and, and see Leonard if I get. Furnette. Yeah, Leonard Fournette is another one. It is you know he's got to miss I think eight or nine games for it to really um, kick in and give you that money, but pff, half a season. Yeah, he for some had of these that guys. threshold last year. Yeah,
1: you're right. Yeah. You, know you know what's funny is um I wrote him off at the beginning of the year, but seeing where he's going in redrafts, value right? Like I know. Fourth and fifth round, like all right, I can't pass on him there. Um and maybe. I don't know mm-hmm. if that'll go up or down as more people start drafting, but, like, all the redraft drafts I've done, like, the fourth or fifth round, I'm like, Shh, I can't pass on him. Like, yeah. yes, he's injury-prone, and he's not the greatest pass catcher, and I think he's volume-dependent. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's the only the only show in town in Jacksonville. Yeah, like,
0: starting running I'm... back for a team that's kind of rebooting. They do have some talent. They're bringing in Big Dick Nick Foles. They have a lot of wide receivers. See how that fleshes out. But I mean, there's there's room for hope there. There really is, and somebody's going to be getting the fantasy love. Why not Leonard Fournette if he's healthy? Uh, yeah, I mean he's a two down banger. I mean he's in on on three downs, and he, you you know he's probably not going to catch the ball, but he's probably going to pass block, but or a run block, but still, I, I think that guy's a hell of a value. I mean, we're talking about a guy that, you know, was a first-round dynasty pick not too long ago. Uh, he's not a terrible—well, he is a terrible player, but he's 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 well, just—you're you're crazy if you just overlook him completely, right? Because this in this game, you have to look for edges. You have to look for ways to gain an advantage and get value.
1: I mean, you figure if he stays on the field— for even thirteen games, he's easily gonna match the two hundred and sixty eight rushing attempts he had his rookie year. And he actually had a good bit of targets. Not that he's you know, gonna split out wide or anything. Right, right. But um he had you know, forty eight targets in his rookie season and um in thirteen games and he actually had twenty six last year. And his catch rate is uh, bad, Um, 22 out of 26. His first year was pretty bad, 36 out of 48, 75% catch rate, but 85% last year. You know, he's going to get those dump offs and flares or whatever. But, yeah, he's a guy, really, I I don't like him in Dynasty, but in redraft leagues um, that I've drafted in uh, and Eliminators, definitely a guy that I'm grabbing.
0: Yeah, our listeners need to look for value wherever you can find it. Sometimes just get in the smallest edge counts, and it doesn't matter if you like the player or not, or you buy in completely. It really doesn't. If you if you're getting a player at the floor price or close, and you're not overpaying, you know, jump on those kinds of values. Um, and and I think you're right on Leonard Fournette. When Shane, should we do the scouting academy plug?
1: When's my We good? should do that right now. Yeah, before we get into the rest of the show, we should. Uh hear a word from our sponsor, the Scouting Academy. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position by position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. All right, so uh, just wanted to remind everyone, though, while we were just talking about a little bit of redraft, we do still have the Redraft Guide, the Factory Fantasy Football Guide 2019, available for sale on the website. Um, I don't know if you're going to believe the price.
0: $10. I, I honestly don't believe the price. After having edited it for like five hours... <laughs> Um, yeah, from end to end, it's jam packed full of stuff that uh, you know. Believe it or not, I didn't even know some of this stuff. Uh, no, but really, it's a it's a great guide, Shane. I mean, I think it applies to dynasty and really anything you, you could want to do in fantasy football. And uh, for ten bucks, man, it's like the cheapest, the biggest bargain around. I'm not just saying that because I I work here on the podcast, uh, having read the whole thing um, word for word, it's it's an amazing document. It's an amazing
1: magazine, yeah, basically. So you know, we got the uh, we got the consistency rankings in there. We've got the yeah. obviously our rankings. We did team snapshots of every team. Looked at every coaching change, uh, player capsules. We got some do's and don'ts for drafts. We've got trading techniques. We got in season stuff. So for ten dollars, jump on the site, uh, grab that. Um, Yeah, and, you know, I I honestly read and throw it again. There's some stuff that can apply to Dynasty because, you know, you are obviously a lot of these things that we wrote up about aren't going to be just a one-year thing, um, especially the coaching changes and what we think is going to happen there. But, yeah, check it out. Go on the site. It's $10. Um, Awesome guide. And I'm actually working on the update tonight that we're going to be sending out to folks because I don't know if you heard, there was a little bit of news this week. Okay. Or was that last week? Yeah, Tyreek kill. So, oh, man, uh, this is huge I'll, yeah, I'll...
0: news. I mean, the, the impact of this that? one, wow.
1: It, do you know how many games he was suspended?
0: Well, apparently it's zero games, and I was thinking it was two or four, and I wasn't worried. So at zero, good God, man, you know, the Chiefs offense is just going to hit the ground running exactly like it did last year when it was clicking on all cylinders at the end of the year and in the championship game. you kidding? This is great news.
1: Yeah, I mean – it's so anyone that sold cheap on Tyreek Hill, I guess, is feeling pretty silly right now, which uh, I'm that guy. Hey, I sold him for a 110 and a future, I think, first or second in a uh, obviously Superflex Dynasty League. You got a couple um, of firsts for him at least, right? I think it was. A, yeah. It was definitely the 110, and it might have been a 2022nd or a first.
0: Yeah, well, One of the other. it a bad return, given what you expected might happen with him. For sure, that was a good return for you.
1: Yeah, yeah you know what? And I'm. I think I'm out on trying to figure out what the NFL is going to do on their past actions. Because yeah, it doesn't do seem wonder? like
0: there's consistency. Yeah. Does there?
1: No, Zeke got what six games
0: uh, for the uh, last season or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah and every, then nothing the year before whatever yeah so i yeah i I don't know man i'm out on trying to figure out what the nfl is going to do i still don't want any part of him because he still concerns me i I still think something's going to happen down the road Uh, i don't know i'm I'm still not buying him in dynasty how about you
0: uh i am but before we go and and i want to get right back to that in a second but the one thing i wanted to say about the the factory fantasy guide is that while reviewing that Shane, the thing that stood out to me were the team capsules that you guys put together. And, uh, something that, that stood out to me because I'm not the biggest Lamar Jackson fan. I see his value in fantasy football. Um, I think he's a better fantasy football player, maybe than a a real NFL player. And I know that's kind of a crazy stance because a a quarterback that runs like that and can score a touchdown seemingly whenever they need one, um, seems odd. I just, I think he's going to end up getting hurt, but in fantasy, I really like his, you know, his chances. And we've never had, we've talked about this before. We've never had a greater quarterback pool since I've been playing fantasy football. It's, incre- it's incredible. It's crazy. But what I read in the capsule was that after taking over in week 11, Jackson averaged 19.77 fantasy points per game over a full season. If you extrapolated that, it would have made, cause he came in for, you know, Joe Flacco partway in, but if you extrapolated that over a full season, it would have made him the quarterback nine in average scoring per game. Just just his baseline over the entire season. Um, that's that's a great piece of information that I didn't know. I mean, I knew he scored points, and all, but I mean the fact that if you extrapolated that across the season, he's quarterback nine. That changes things because it was a very vanilla offense the Ravens ran. Um, you know, they they let him do what he does best. He's a rookie quarterback. They didn't really get too involved. He ran a lot. Uh, Can you imagine if he starts passing the football and they actually have some semblance of a real offense and it's not just, you know, hey, Lamar, you know, do your one read and then run if it doesn't work out. I mean, he ran more than any quarterback has a right to run and stay healthy for a full season. That's not going to happen next year. But, you know, if you're scoring about 20 points per game in the Ravens' offense... Man, that's that's pretty good stuff. And anyways, the the team capsules, those pages really encapsulated a lot, and we can pare this down in editing because I just babbled on. But back to Tyree Hill. No, 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 I mean
1: the capsules were. I spent um, I don't know about two months on them because you know I had to turn my head away from them and, and not look at them for a day or so because it was just. So dense, just going through so many different stats and trying to figure out which ones I thought were the most interesting or the most uh, applicable or not applicable, but the most important to fantasy. Yep. Um, yeah, those things doug deep on those um but yeah man i like lamar miller this year too or, or lamar jackson um, any other
0: lamar i i just like the name yeah. lamar <laughs> yeah
1: i gotta I, at some point i don't know when i'm gonna stop calling him lamar miller i do I it all know. the
0: time too i don't know why i can't get that out of my head man yes
1: yeah, so but i mean with justice hill and mark ingram there too i think he, he's gonna you know maybe on that some of the scrambles instead of running you know into a linebacker he can dump it off to one of them and let them make a play yep i mean they made moves that indicate that they want him to throw you know what i mean the, and he, can throw. he can
0: absolutely throw yeah. he's not the worst quarterback we've ever seen in fact he might be better than flacco at passing he just has to get comfortable and they need to you know do something so that he's not running on his you know every time he can't find the primary receiver you know and trying to make magic happen and- because he's going to get hurt. You can't run a quarterback that many times and expect that he's going to hold up for 16 games in the NFL. Um, he he does, does run a little bit smarter than Robert Griffin III. Like he doesn't, you know, take his own knee out, you know, instead of going out of bounds. But you saw, man, he'll run right up the middle and like give himself up. But he is slippery enough to ex- escape injury. You can't, you can't have your quarterback if you want to keep him around for any amount of time doing that every freaking game. It's not. It's just not sustainable.
1: No, 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 and I think, like I said, with the moves they made, adding Boykin and Marquise Brown, I and love Boykin, Justice Hill. Um, I really love Justice Hill, man. He, um,
0: I like watching just, him like- as a runner. I like him better than uh, Daryl Henderson in uh, you know taking over their um, sort of change of pace role for the Rams. I, I like Henry, uh, Henderson less than Justice Hill, and Henry, you can't Justice Hill's going quite a bit later in, dra- in rookie oh. drafts.
1: So here's uh, I had a rookie draft today. Um, at the 106, one quarterback league, and I ended up with Miles Sanders, which I, at the 106. At the 106 and a one quarterback. League.
0: Who were the first five picks? Okay, wait, hold on. So you get you know you, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, mm-hmm. Nikhil Harry, in some order. Um, so that's three. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe somebody who loves DK Metcalf or something like that is going to throw him in there
1: maybe you got dk what's that you got dk you got four oh. out of five so
0: there's one more player hold on um all i can think of off the top of my head okay i'm running a paris campbell or um is it another running back it was damian harris oh no shit over oh wow i don't like, like that yeah. i damian harris is really risen and I do think he's going to take over maybe the starting job. But we're talking about the Patriots. Why wouldn't you want the starting running back for the Eagles over any like Bill Belichick schemed running back? I don't get that.
1: So I didn't. Uh, I'll have to ask the guy in the chat. So I'm wondering if maybe he just misunderstood the Sony Michelle news. Because um, you know, he's starting on the physically unable to perform list in the preseason, which well, yeah, he was banged up last nothing. year. It
0: doesn't mean his season's over. Good God,
1: no, no, I like that. That doesn't even mean he's going to miss any time, right? So, yeah, it was it was crazy. I saw you know 106, and I, I go, All right, well, let me go jump on and see. Yeah, were I'm you surprised you got your boy at 106? Yes. Good
0: God, dude. A one quarter, no quarterbacks yeah. in there to like mix it up, and he still fell to you.
1: Yeah, you know, I sorted it, or whatever, you hit that, so it goes in ADP order, and I saw Miles Sanders, and I'm like, what? Okay. (laughs) It's Christmas in July. Yeah, and you know, I also got Miles Sanders in another draft this weekend at 102, Yeah, yeah. also a single quarterback league. But that makes a little more sense at 102.
0: You know, I I like David Montgomery better than than Sanders for a few different reasons. But I'll tell you, I invited um, Dan Cook, our buddy from the uh, IDP show on DFF. I invited him to uh, sort of be my consultant, basically my co-owner, to do the IDP side of my team. Because in this league, I have a really pretty strong team. But what's held me back is a little bit of a lack of knowledge on IDP. I have a pretty strong offense. And so we go into this draft knowing exactly what we have to do. And I traded up to get Nikhil Harry um, because I can't remember what happened at the top of the draft. But I went ahead and I traded a future first to get Nikhil Harry. And, um, and then we had our next pick, which was our original pick. And I said, so what do you want to do here? And we actually took Miles Sanders over David Montgomery. And, you know, just came to terms with that. But I didn't feel comfortable with it at first. But I'm not so sure that...
1: I came to terms with it.
0: I, I'm not so sure that it's, a, you know, not... It could it could end up being fine. But, I you know, I was kind of kicking my own ass, like, thinking, man, maybe we should go with David Montgomery. That's, that's the guy I like better as a running back. I don't know. I mean, you tell me, like, do you have a preference between those two guys? You know, Jacobs goes... at 101, pretty much. He's he's thought of as the number one running back in this class. Do you like uh, Sanders as much as Montgomery? Do you like Montgomery better? Uh, I know you're an Eagles fan, so you're a little bit biased. But I, I know you can talk about this from a dynasty. Yeah, but
1: I, I was more on... You know, I, I'd fallen off Montgomery a little bit until they the Bears grabbed him in the third, yeah. Um, because of his combine performance like that was just worrisome, even though you know his elusiveness and all that in college was amazing. Um, and if you don't believe it, just look up that PFF. Uh, yeah, if you, if you don't believe that he was elusive in college, just check out that that PFF stat that they uh, tweeted out. I think he has the top two. Uh, most forced missed tackles in the college football history yeah I don't know
0: montgomery and singletary back. were my guys early on i even like singletary a little better than montgomery but he did it against better competition he did it longer he i i think he's the i in my opinion he's the best overall running back in this class um you know if you consider all the injuries to certain backs and, and I, I like him better than jacobs i think jacobs being taken high playing for the raiders getting that gig you know, maybe the sky's the limit for him, but I still like Montgomery better. And and so, like, yeah, taking Sanders, but ahead of Montgomery, I was not cool with it at first. But here's the thing, you and I have talked about, Sanders is a great running back, and he and the Eagles are a great team. So if he somehow, or when, we should say when, he inevitably gets that starting gig for the Eagles, I think that guy's going to be lights out, like really good... You know one of the guys we're drafting at the top like we do with Joe mixon right now, you know the way Joe mixon's being handled in drafts, I think it's gonna be a lot a lot the same,
1: yeah, you know what's crazy is we just went through this last year with Nick Chubb, and yeah, obviously Sanders isn't i don't I don't believe he's at Nick Chubbs level, yeah, but um. You know, we just went through this last year with two inferior running backs that were there. Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson and everybody in Dynasty going, oh, well, then Nick Chubb's going to fall because he's between these two guys. It's like it's a long game, dude. What are you talking about? Yeah, go with the um, talent, right? It rises to the top. Taken over by, you know, whatever week uh, once. Uh, what the hell? Hugh Jackson was gone. Then he was really free to run wild. I, you know Doug Peterson is obviously not going anywhere but he the town's going to rise and he's the best back he's the best complete back in that you know, in that backfield, like Wendell Smallwood is not very good. I know people were concerned for some reason about Darren Sproles being re-signed. Darren Sproles oh, is a dude. special teams player. I'm not worried about won. any of the backs
0: there. I mean, I like yeah. Jordan Howard, you know, in the short term, uh, apparently more than everybody else I talked to. Like, I like him for this year. Scott Fishbowl, I took him, a couple other, like, you know, best balls, because I really think he's going to be fine as the lead running back in the short term, I fully expect Sanders to get like the, th- if nothing else, the third down roll and just secure it and take it and make it his own. And then at some point, maybe this season, become the starting running back. Howard's on a one year deal. I get it. the 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 writing's on the wall. The thing is, with the coach there and and the the whole Eagles situation, if you have a running back like Miles Sanders and you have a guy like Jordan Howard and you can do things with those two guys. Why even why do you even need to use the other guys? Oh no, he's running back by committee. Like you brought up a long time ago. He's never had running backs like this. He's never had a guy like Miles Sanders. He's he, honestly, I don't know that he's had a Jordan Howard. And Jordan Howard is vanilla. But he's really good between the tackles. He's really good at after contact. He, he sh- the stats show that. He's he's nothing. You know he's nothing special. Maybe you don't want him in fantasy, but he's a great football player to get you the yards between the tackles that you need. They finally have two guys that they can use in the running game that they can rely on. They say,
1: yeah, when, I just don't. think mean,
0: this whole oh Doug Peterson's not going to use his best running backs. Why the hell not? Why wouldn't you?
1: And when you know for that that the Super Bowl run when they had J.J. and uh, LeGarrette Blount, they pretty much tried to use just those two.
0: Yeah, and then um, those are talented guys, you know, each have their issues, but probably the best talent he had before that, right? I mean, up until that point, those were the best two cogs he's ever had as, you know, studs. Uh, maybe yeah. and Maybe I'm exaggerating, but the point is, just because he has not used one or two guys exclusively doesn't mean he's not going to this year when he has such a great team makeup. He doesn't have a reason to use, you know, 12 backs. Anyways, I don't want to keep going down that rabbit hole, but I, I, I think Miles Sanders is going to be fine in the long term. It might take longer than David Montgomery, but I think he's going to be a, a really good running back.
1: Yeah, I think David Montgomery gets in there this year, and I don't know that he'll destroy Tariq uh I don't think he's so. To... Tariq Cowan is
0: really good and yeah, he's, he's a got great. a role carved out there is in the slot and stuff, so he's not going to just take everything away, but... All right. Yeah. Um, so Tyreek Hill, you were, you were asking me before, Tyreek Hill, nothing has changed for me. I think the thing, I'm more excited about Travis Kelsey now. I was still excited. He's the, I think he's the best tight end in the league, but I'm even more excited for Travis Kelsey because Tyreek Hill gets double-teamed, He makes catches against triple coverage. I've seen him do that. And opens the field up for the rest of that offense to go. So I'm really happy about the entire offense for the Chiefs now that Tyreek Hill's coming back. And, of course, Hill's going to get his just desserts too, his dues. But I'm I'm really happy about him coming back because everyone's thinking, hey, Travis Kelsey's going to get more love because Hill's not there. Well, maybe, yeah. He's probably going to draw more targets. But Tyreek Hill really opened the field up for Travis Kelsey last year, and the stats show what that means. I mean, it, the stats for Kelsey were incredible.
1: Yeah, you know, and looking at Kelsey, um, one thing that I think is, I don't know if it's incredible, but his targets have increased every season of his career. He's
0: just so good, um, man. I mean, he's just good. Yeah. He's good at getting released and getting open. That's it.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I, don't, I. I you know, I'm not a – I gotta look that up. I'd love to look that up. Actually, I should look that up on um, Pro ahead. Football Reference just to see. Oh, I'm not gonna do it now because that's a lot <laughs> of work. If someone wants to tell me who else has done that, where they've increased their targets every season of their career, The only person that I could think that might have done it would have been Antonio Brown. Except that I know he had about 191 season, and it's mm-hmm. decreased since then. Yeah, um, he peaked
0: and came down. Huh? I mean, as a tight end, that's that's super encouraging. Um, the the tight ends and running backs for the Chiefs are just so valuable. Hell, every player in, in the offense, seemingly, other than you know, well, the the top wide receiver, the tight end, the running back, the quarterback. I you know you get into Sammy Watkins, you're know, like, well, let's uh, let's temper our expectations on the secondary receivers, but still, every skill position they is what represented. They're like the perfect storm of of uh, fantasy, and I really hope the Browns can kind of get to an approximation of that. And I think they have the talent to do it now and they have the accurate quarterback to do it. So I look to them to, and, you know, I, I'd say Watson, but Houston doesn't, I mean, they have some some keys on offense, but I just don't, even though Watson's awesome, I just don't think they have quite what
1: the Browns and the Chiefs bring to the table for whatever reason. Well, Fuller, well, they don't have a tight end that they believe in and they don't have a running back they can catch because um, Lamar Miller, we, I think he's you- average. At- average 39... Oh, did I get his name right? Lamar Miller. Yeah, yeah he's he can catch, but yeah he's, yeah, he's... he's probably average 39 targets a year. Ooh, I got a trade alert.
0: Mm. What is
1: it? Oh. Okay, so... Oh, see, there's a bunch of guys I don't like. Um, oh,
0: no.
1: So they want me to give up Mitch Trubisky, Zach Ertz, and Kylan Hill uh, for Matt Ryan, Bruce Anderson, no. Sonny, Michelle, Miles Boykin, Antonio Calway, and Ian Thomas. I'm going to reject that.
0: Wait, that's a lot of moving parts, but it sounds like um, they weren't
1: giving I didn't enough. like it. <clears throat> but I do have a Zach Ertz trade that I made yesterday. Did trade you alert. trade
0: for Zach Ertz? Trade alert. Chain trade alert.
1: <laughs> I traded away Zach Ertz, oh, and I got really? blown up on it. Yeah, got blown up. See, I think uh, Ertz
0: is going to be great this year and next year. I, he's just so good in that offense. There's no reason to change anything about what he does, and he, he hasn't fallen off. So I have People are selling well, him and not buying him as highly. I He's, I think, still the second, third tight end in the mix, man.
1: Well, here's the problem. So he saw an insane amount of targets last year. Right. He's had a reception record for tight ends. Um, Alshon Jeffrey wasn't healthy until, what, week three or four he came back. I believe it was week four. Yeah, I know he missed uh, some
0: games. Yep, yep. Okay.
1: Deshaun J- Jackson wasn't in Philadelphia last year. Uh, Dallas Goddard was a rookie. um, And the Eagles have already talked about running more 12 to get him on the field because, well, the guy's just a a matchup nightmare.
0: But do you think that they're doing that to get him on the field for, for even better blocking? Or do you see that they're trying to do that for a wrinkle in the passing game? Really?
1: Yeah, it's a wrinkle in the passing game. I mean, either way, even if it was for run blocking, well, then that's less thrown that they're going to do, but just the additions of, Deshaun Jackson, Goddard going into his second season, the addition of Miles Sanders as a receiving back out of the backfield. Um, J.J. Joel, whatever his name is. Yeah, Sega. Sega
0: Whiteside. (laughs) Sega. Arthega
1: Arthega, uh, is how everyone keeps telling me. I just think there's some regression there for Ertz that he's going to see. All right. you know, not, I don't think that he's going to fall outside the top ten or anything like that. I don't that.
0: think he's going to fall outside the top five. I don't think he's going to be up there in the top, you know, three necessarily. But I, I mean, I I still think he could drop a few and, and be there. I mean, definitely a you know a top five guy. Who? So if that happens this year to Ertz, who do you see overtaking him up there with Kelsey? You know, Kittle. Who who's going to be above Ertz if say falls to five or six? Who would be the guy? I'm sick. OJ Howard. OJ
1: Howard. OJ Howard. Evan Anker. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. I love OJ Howard. You got that? <laughs> yeah, OJ Howard. I think is going to take. Uh, he's going to get a lot of targets. Hopefully. Okay. Um, I just read something today, and I want to say it was on Fantasy Pros that uh OJ Howard only ran. He was only on forty in on forty seven percent of the uh, offensive snaps last year.
0: Oh, that'll which change. Is just he still did crying. really well for that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah which is just ridiculous. But, yeah, so Zach Ertz, up until last year, the most receptions he had were 78, and the most receiving yards he had uh, was 853. Now, last year, obviously, he went nuts. Um, He also exceeded his target. Last year was his high in targets, 156. It was 44 more than his next closest year. That's insane right there. Yeah, so for the three seasons prior to that, he averaged. Uh, I'll do the quick math in my head and come up with 109 targets a year, um, and then he had 156 last year. None of this is to say that Zach Ertz is bad. I think he's very good. It's just I think he's going to regress. Yeah. Um, so
0: over all that last said, year, I mean, yeah, I think it's yeah. almost certain that he doesn't score what he did last
1: year. Likely. Anyway. So, yeah, I got, and I got roundly criticized for this trade, by the way. Oh, and I know you won't like it because it involves a player you don't like that I got back. So anyway, I gave up uh Zach Ertz a first, a second, and a third, twenty twenty picks. Um second and thirds, you know how I feel about those, although twenty twenty seconds are very good picks. Or okay. at least decent picks, assuming uh my team Tanks, which I don't think it will. And I got back uh, Marlon Mack and Austin Hooper.
0: And I love Austin Hooper. I mean, I've always liked him as a player coming out of school. You know, he finally seemed to reach into what he can become as potential, you know, in the past couple years, last year. Uh, And he's been a value. And Marlon Mack, eh, starting running back in Indianapolis, yeah. So you gave up your boy from Philadelphia first second first, second and third round picks from twenty twenty for Mac and Hooper? That's what you got
1: back? Yeah, yeah. So you don't like it either.
0: Well I I didn't I, I feel mean, like you maybe gave that. up a little bit too much. Hey, if Marlon Mack lights the world on fire and Austin Hooper just stays the same, I think you I think you could break even pretty easily, but I I feel like you made this trade because you think Zach Ertz is gonna really fall off. I mean, I don't. No, think-
1: the, the, yeah. trade for, the trade for me was really about getting Mac because I think Mac's going to be a top, top twelve back the next two years.
0: If if that's the case, you you might win this trade. Maybe if he's a top twelve back, yeah, you you, you may win this trade. But yeah, it's hard for me to digest why you would give up that much, man. I, and especially you're a you're a Philly fan. You like Zach Ertz. You were really trying to get away from that and get Marlon Mac, huh? Man, man. That's
1: I mean, ballsy, it's not about it's not trying to about trying to get away from Ertz. I mean, it's more just getting uh, trying to get my boy Mac. Like I said, man, I think I think Mac's going to have a big year. Also, I just you know me, I I did a write up for him. Um, yeah, should drop some point uh, in the next few weeks, like or a week or whatever. So of okay. course, you know me, I write about a player, and if it's good stuff, I fall in love with him for a week.
0: Yeah, the research um, pay, pays off in in, in many ways. Yeah, <laughs> go get him.
1: Or, or it doesn't pay off because I fall in love with a guy and then uh, oh, yeah. I'm only looking at the bright side. Maybe you're Who such
0: knows? an optimist, man. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I definitely got a smoked in the league chat on that trade. Bet, oh dude. my god. Yeah, you they gave were... up
0: a lot for Mac and Hooper, and, I, and, and maybe it works out for the best for you, but you definitely gave to get those two guys, which I commend you on. So many people won't give to get; they won't give up things to get what they want they want to just nickel and dime and be kind of shysters about it. I hate that. Like if you want to get something, you're going to you know, something valuable, you have to give something up. It's it's going to cost you. And you know what? Hopefully you marginalize it enough that you come back with what you needed a bit better than the other. but even if you didn't, even if you just got a player you liked, why why barter down? I mean, these guys split hairs over value, and they'll go to calculators and stuff. And I, for me, you just lose me when you start overanalyzing it like that. Um, no one's, no one can accurately project this stuff. Nobody. I don't care how good they are at analytics and metrics. They're not accurately projecting every player's performance next season. you got to go for what you know and what you like. And just don't get caught up in that stuff. Um, you know, a deal's a deal, but you got to give to get. You just don't... In Dynasty Leagues, you just don't get stuff for free. And give me your three shittiest players and I'll give you Zach Ertz. I know, yeah,
1: matter. man, here's my thing, too. And you're not supposed to do this. You shouldn't look at your own picks and be like, oh, well, they're going to be low. So, obviously, I'm hoping <laughs>
0: My team's going to suck, I mean? so, yeah.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, you're never supposed to be, think like, oh, well, I mean, when you make a trade and you're trading picks away, you should assume one six um
0: yeah generally Mid-run, if you're being yeah, realistic
1: yeah. if you look at your team and you see it's dog shit well then yeah okay maybe don't trade those away anyway unless you're getting a bunch of good players um but I, you know obviously i'm hoping that my picks aren't going to be 101 102 nowhere in the 105 range like if it falls down to 107 108 Hopefully, one twelve. But if it falls anywhere below one seven, whatever, I'll live with it. Yeah, like I don't, I, don't I,
0: care I, about trading picks away. I, I I got bashed in a couple of uh, threads that I don't even follow for moves that I made to get players that are going to be starters on an offense as rookies. <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting a starting wide receiver for a 2021 first. So in two years, my starting wide receiver might be the wide receiver one on that team, and maybe you know, wide receiver two in the NFL or better. We don't know. The point is. Net present value. Like, I'm getting a guy, bird in hand, you know. A bird in hand is worth two in the bush. Just silly things like basically the dollar's worth more, you know, to me now than if I give it to you and, you know, we we try to, you know, make more money in the long run. Give me that that cash now. And, you know, so a rookie now is worth more to me, even in the second round, mid-second round of a rookie draft, than in two years the first round pick. Two years is a long damn time away. I mean, I've got that guy for two years. A lot can happen. I can get that pick back. Uh, I'm basically not mortgaging the future, like some people say, but I'm giving you something that's valuable two years down the road, and you can do what you want with it. It's not worth a damn thing right now. The player I got is, and as long as I make a good choice, like an educated guess about the player that I'm acquiring with that future pick, I win. Uh, unequivocally I win especially if it's a starting wide receiver in the NFL so um, you know just you have to I don't even know what advice I'm trying to give right now other than you have don't put so much stock in future picks that you think oh my god that's a first round pick in 2020 that could be Cam Akers I don't even know what are you trying to win your league this year or are you trying to win with Cam Akers two three years away because you could win now Maybe still get Cam Akers or whoever your fancy is in a couple years. And that's not my guy, by the way. I'm just throwing a name out there. But you you know what I'm saying, Shane? You do that all the time. You're not afraid to, like, get picks, give picks, and, you know, use it as currency when it it's not going to matter for another year, in this case, with Ertz.
1: Yeah, now, you know, if I tank this year and that turns out to be DeAndre Swift, um,
0: <laughs> right? yeah, I'm not going
1: to be happy about that at all.
0: Or the best wide um, receiver, you know, that...
1: Coming in, Jerry, you,
0: yeah, which and, and I don't think that's the best receiver, but whoever it is, you could get like the best, the best offensive player.
1: Whatever. I mean, I still got Barkley on my team. We'll see how people really feel about those twenty twenty picks. Uh,
0: I think you're ahead of the curve a lot of times, my man. I do. I think you're uh, you're early on stuff. I, I wanted to tell everybody, you know, Shane, you, me, and also FF Blitz, Mike Sipes. We're going to be in Canton at the Midwest Fantasy Football Expo on Sunday, August 18th. Actually, the whole weekend will be in Canton. On August 17th, we'll be at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But August 18th, that Sunday in Canton, Bob Lung, our friend, started a, a fantasy football expo. All kinds of people are going to be at this thing. Um, guests, um, podcasts, um, sites, uh, all kinds of stuff. It's going to be great. Check it out at MidwestFF Expo.com, MidwestFFExpo.com. We're going to be there. We have a booth. If you want to save five bucks off your $20 admission ticket, use our code TRADESHQ when you purchase your ticket and you'll save five bucks. It'll only be $15. Check us out there on August um, 18th because we have free giveaways, we have raffles, we're going to be talking to people, answering questions, um, all kinds of stuff. And so will everyone else. It's just going to be a great time. Shane, I can't wait to see you and hang out at the party house.
1: Yeah, it's funny to think about that we actually haven't hung out before. We've been on podcasts for, uh...
0: Well, we've had a lot of happy hours before recording the podcast, but we've never actually done that live, and I can't wait.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. Uh, I did the live po- podcast with Mike when we went to uh Vegas. Oh, wait, and we went one at his house the one time I went down there. And I'm going to be in Florida <laughs> the next two weeks. Oh, yeah? And, uh... Yeah, I'm gonna have to check Sype's schedule because apparently he only lives like ten minutes from my mother in law's, which I should know because I've driven to his house from there before, but I completely forgot. The only um, thing probably,
0: last time you guys did that, I was unavailable this time. If you guys get together at Mike's house, um I wanna I wanna be on that podcast.
1: I think that'll be great. Yeah, we'll think about it. We'll see.
0: <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks,
1: man. <laughs> Um, so there was also other news, but this podcast all over the place. <laughs>
0: there's more news, really? Okay.
1: Yeah, there was also, eh, it's nothing. It was really, apparently the Chargers aren't going to budge on uh, uh, Melvin Gordon. I don't really care about that. I don't
0: wow, about I mean, that. yeah, I mean, that's been kind of beat over the head. There's Eckler, there's Jackson, I don't know. I mean, if he holds out, they have plenty of talent at running back. Gordon doesn't make it through seasons, you know, he's never there To help me in my fantasy playoffs He he has some really great games Love him in best ball But yeah, um, you know, whatever Uh, Yeah, whatever, Melvin Gordon
1: Uh, So Geronimo Allison's definitely going to be the slot this year That's interesting He only ran 11% of his routes in uh, 2018 out of the slot
0: So you were thinking Hmm. MVS was going to be the slot receiver?
1: I don't know I guess he won't really make sense either, though. He's more of a burner, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Although, I guess, Tyler Lockett is going to be running out of the slot this year, is what they're thinking. So, burners can come out of the slot, too.
0: Well, yeah. Just, little fast guys three. like Isabella are playing in the yeah. slot. I mean, it's... I
1: guess it, it doesn't matter anymore. Six three, two oh two, 202, just anyone. They can run anyone out of the slot.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, if they're good, good with routes and, um, you know, have good hands... Yeah, and, and, and but speed is usually key in the slot. You have to have some speed or wiggle. Like, that's why running backs are pretty good, you know, the shifty guys. But I guess it depends on the offense. But yeah, what was the. So we thought MVS. What were the starters well, projected to be? It came NBA? out
1: a little bit ago. I, I don't know, a few weeks ago when everyone was hyping up MVS, or not everyone was hyping him up, but it came out that, you know, that he was looking great in camp. Uh huh. Um, that, you know, allison was likely to come out of the slot which i i just kind of ignored um but yeah no he confirmed it today i guess today's 23rd yeah he said he's going to be playing the slot role um wow. he's comfortable in and out blah 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 so he played you know like i said a little over 11 percent of his snaps out in 2018 out of the slot i don't know and that's in the roto world i don't know what he did in his prior seasons yeah. um it's interesting, Now, I mean, I still like Geronimo Allison a lot. Yeah. And I keep, I, I want people to keep pumping up MBS so Allison can keep dropping. And I get you.
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I Allison's mean, probably the better talent there.
1: I got one more trade alert. Another. Yours? Yeah, so this one was just ridiculous. So, you know, we're in the kitchen, kitchen sink, and it's a Debbie auction right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Um, I haven't gotten a single player in Kitchen Sink Two and Debbie because I don't have spots or money.
1: Okay, so I had two dollars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's and all geez, it takes, man. I got two players in Kitchen Sink One on two bucks. So I um
1: at one point I made a trade. So I gave up uh I got I gave up Marcus Mariota and a Debbie slot. Okay. And I got back Matthew Stafford and Matt Breda. I like that. Which I love yeah, that, I like actually. that feel, too, right? And um, unfortunately, though, I had already nominated someone for that remaining Debbie slot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got burned in Kitchen <laughs> Sink, too. Ryan McDowell, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for explaining these so, rules so much to me.
1: I, uh, so in order not to basically default on the trade, yeah. I had to then trade the same guy. I traded him a 20, 20 third just so he would outbid me on my Debbie so that I could actually finish the other trade
0: holy crap that's Shush. amazing man that is very uh, man that's a convoluted trade but that you know Shane I come to expect that kind of stuff from you man you don't What's do funny. things the easy way you know
1: the, the funniest thing about that though is I traded I, the third that I got from him yeah. or that I traded to him I actually got from him earlier gave <laughs> it
0: back him. to him yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, right traded, I ended
1: up trading this guy both my Debbie slots. So earlier in the day I traded 71 I got 71 dollars in, in blind bidding and a third round rookie pick. At least you deb-
0: capitalize, line. man. I, I, I didn't yeah. do so well in Kitchen Sink One. I, I burned some money that I traded for. I didn't even use it. And I'm so pissed.
1: Well, I didn't capitalize very well because then again I had to trade him back the third that I got earlier. <laughs> so in, in essence, I traded one Devi pick for 71 one Devi slot. For $71 in blind bidding, which you best believe I'm going to use that. Something fierce. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, it's just ridiculous that i it's me. I was like, son of a bitch. Because, you know, I nominated him because, you know, Ryan tweeted at a few of us that hadn't nominated anyone yet. Mm-hmm. And it was like 1130 at night. And I'm like, if I don't nominate someone, like, I don't even know what the penalty is. I'll tell you what, man, these kitchen sink leagues, the name is apt. It is literally kitchen sink because it's not it's not anything that like you can half ass. Like, you know, I understood the whole Debbie spots. I, I completely was off on the money as I am every time. Like, for some reason, I thought I had two hundred ninety. I saw that in the <laughs> Slack chat. <Ryan> was like, <laughs> He's uh, like, oh, no, you have two. two bucks and that's a big difference. <laughs> like, wait, what? If two dollars, who the hell am I going to win with two dollars? But apparently I, I could have almost won the one player so i put him up for bid at 11 30 at night then i made the trade the next day and i you know i didn't even check i just assumed at that point someone outbid me for him mm-hmm. no no one no one did so i had to make the trade and uh yeah, give up dude it, it hurt i mean back. i
0: traded for 220 dollars in 2019 debbie money i used two of those dollars to nominate two players which i won So $2, I have $218 just sitting there on the books that I didn't use because I won those players with my initial nomination bid. And then we're talking running back Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt. And wide receiver, it's actually a good wide receiver that I got, um, Joe Nagata or Nada, um, a a freshman uh, recruit who's like a four- or five-star wide receiver. I'm fine with both players on my roster. But I was pissed because the guy I wanted to get, you know, I could have afforded and outbid and done. But because I didn't understand the rules exactly and I had to nominate so many players coming into this auction, um, not on the first day, I got burned. But anyways,
1: you know, Hmm. what are you going to do? I like uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. How much did you get? How much did you win him for? One single dollar. Son of a bitch, man. I should have paid attention.
0: Well, no, this was in kitchen sink one.
1: Oh, this is oh, that's right. You're in the other one. Yeah, so, it's okay.
0: amazing how different the values are.
1: Yeah, dude, that's um, that's not bad. Um, he's a guy again. I, what was I reading? I believe it was DLF. Um, I think it was Bruce Matson was writing up uh the big four running backs for next year: DeAndre Swift, yeah. J.K. Dobbins, Travis Etienne, and um, for the life of me, I can't remember the fourth guy. But he also mentioned, like, Keyshawn Vaughn's a guy that could, uh, you know, work his way up He's a guy that could work his way up to that 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 big four, depending. On oh the yeah, type no, he's he he's had. a
0: really good running back, and, and and I have no complaints about getting him. Um, and I have no complaints about this uh, Joe Nagata, who's like a four star wide receiver for Clemson. I mean, we know Clemson's a great school. Uh, I don't, you know, a dollar for both of those guys on my taxi squad, fine. But I just like, I really wish I would have understood the rules and not like just thrown away that two hundred bucks that I, you know, I basically flip flopped the two twenty. From neck, you know, I gave two twenty um, in Devi dollars for two thousand twenty away to get the two thousand twenty, uh, uh, the 2019 220 bucks, and I used two bucks of it, and it's just like the worst uh, worst trade I've made in a while, and it's because you know I didn't really know the rules doing the startup thing, and uh, yeah, I read them, but I just still misunderstood and so you know fool me once I'll, I'll be back I still have a good team and all that so. but anyways um, we probably need to wrap this up Shane
1: yeah this has been uh, one of those rambling episodes it's going to be great for Mike to have to fucking uh...
0: good good. That, that serves him right for not being here this was a lot of fun though man I had a blast with you tonight
1: I got a feeling this is going to be pared down to about 26 minutes.
0: (laughs) No, no, we've been recording for, uh, like at least 45 minutes to an hour. So it's all good, but, um, we do need to get out of here and, uh, record our patron episode for all of you out there who are not
1: patrons. Shane, why don't you tell them about that? Um, well, first of all, if you're not a patron, you kind of suck. Uh, I'm not going to (laughs) lie to you. A couple things. If you're a patron, uh, (laughs) you're the one of the best people that's ever existed. If you're not a patron, I'm not saying you actually suck. I'm just saying you kind of suck for not being a patron. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we got the group me chat where we're all just all day, just trades all night. You know, we talk about other stuff too, because it's a bunch of great guys in there. Um, other podcasters, other dynasty minds. Then I, I hate calling people fans, but non podcasters and non industry people, I'll call them. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's great. It's great all these different, uh, these not mindsets, Jesus Christ, all these different views on trades. Yeah, it is. Man. I mean, it's, 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 and,
0: it's a really good thread.
1: Yeah, man. And I'll tell you what, man, sometimes it helps me reconsider things. I got to start putting more of my trades in there before I make them, um, right. instead of after Jesus Christmas. And obviously you get the uncensored episode of this where I don't say things like Jesus Christmas. Uh, you hear other words,
0: Unfiltered, unadulterated, not safe for work patron
1: episode. Yep. Yep. And then you get the bonus podcast every week that we tape immediately after this show where we let loose and uh, just talk about more fantasy football. You just get more of us. Like, how could you not want more of us? And, uh, you know, we'll throw some written content on there. I slacked a little bit the last couple months working on the rebrand guide and another thing uh, we
0: do too is um if you want to get our takes on how you should be managing your team there's a tier available for people who want some consulting the hq consultants will help you out um anything you need for your roster in one of your leagues uh top to bottom all of it analysis um advice on trades acquisitions what you need to do in the next year um hit us up shane's really into that i i like it too and, and mike helps us out but um yeah we we'd love to consult and, and analyze your team if you want to have some help.
1: Yeah, man, I, I actually do enjoy that. You sit down, just get a link to the league and kind of just and, and, you know, I was on the um for it was on I was with Carrie Duke uh interview uh-huh. this week the week before last. I don't yeah. even remember. Last week, this weekend, I think. I don't remember. <laughs> recently,
0: yeah, recently worked. <laughs> yeah,
1: the, the virtual fantasy football summit. And yeah. you know, I, I was just talking, you know, one of the things we were talking about was just, like, how you look at trades. And, like, I love looking at rosters, and it's like a puzzle. It's like, oh, all right, yeah, well, Mike could go there, and then your pieces could go here, just making things fit. Making things look better to get better, get a better roster. So yeah, go check out, become a patron. Um, also, hey, go purchase that redraft guide. It's only ten bucks. Uh, it's been out about a week now. We've already thrown out one update. We got a Slack channel. I'm um, gonna start doing some redraft mocks, but yeah, it, it's not just redraft stuff in there. There's definitely dynasty stuff. There's just if you like just regular fantasy football content, you could read it just like that. To be quite honest with you. And if you just wanted to look at rankings, I mean, they're there, too. Um, if you wanted to just draft based off rankings, go for it. But you can see all the work behind it that, that shows you why we rank them. So 10 bucks, go hit that up, man.
0: Absolutely. Well, hey, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us here at the Dynasty Trades HQ. Shane, say goodbye.
1: Goodbye.